How's it going, Jordan? What have you been up to lately? Same old, same old. Yeah? Playing games, doing portfolio work. Doing the dream. Uh, what portfolio stuff are you doing? Right now I'm uh, cleaning up a 3D modeled car I made the last year. Be portfolio worthy. Gotcha. For like, submitting for, like with your resume and stuff? Yeah, by the end of the summer, my goal is to have a website with different things to show off. Gotcha. Nice. I'm I... working on the things to show off, and then I'll work on the actual website. Gotcha, yeah. I'm not working, so I have more time to do things, and then keep my parents happy. I'll help my dad with, like, yard work and housework. Like, he's building a... I don't remember the last time he to my house, but we have, like, a little, like... I don't know, basically just two wooden walls around the hot tub that's up against the house. So it's like kind of private. Yeah. You remember that? He took tore both those walls down. Gonna make new ones. Gotcha. He also painted the deck, which I thought he'd have me help him with, but he didn't. Our deck is now gray and white. It's very interesting. Weird. I thought so too, but it really doesn't actually look that bad. Apparently that's the modern thing nowadays, <laughs> to paint your wooden deck. Huh. Yeah, that's me. Just wake up. Work on that till dinner. Gotcha. And then do whatever I find fun at. Yeah, so I um, had an interview on Saturday at a country club in GR. So I may or may It's looking good that I might be in Grand Rapids all summer. Um, that, that, that would be really fun. Uh, I played tennis this morning. That was also very fun, although it was like 85, so we didn't play for a long, very long. It was way too hot outside for us to be out there very long. Um, yeah, and the biggest news is uh, yesterday I had a 13-hour stream that I made Day One Legend on NA and in the process hit affiliate. So today was my first stream as an affiliate. Got a couple subs from Adam PC Gamer. Uh, and he, he had one and he gifted one to Igno77. So it's been a it's been a good day. Nice. Alright, so let's talk about some Hearthstone, huh? So today we want to talk about Odd Demon Hunter. So this deck, uh, for those of you who may not know, if any of you don't know, it's uh, centered around Baku. Uh, Baku has made kind of a resurgence with this deck, and it's kind of the best of both worlds because Demon Hunter's hero powers naturally cost one, and they get to upgrade it too. So it's kind of broken in a way that other odd decks weren't because you can do it for one. Um... This deck is kind of taking the ladder by storm. Lots of people have been playing it. I played it for the first part of my Legend Climb until I got to, like, Diamond 5 or so. When I got to Diamond 5, I kind of hit a lot of other aggro, and I just wanted to, like, win every game by playing Raza Priest and drawing Raza on 5 and Anduin on 8. Despicable. So I uh, I did that to, for the final push, but definitely... Definitely knocked out a lot of games with this deck that you see on the screen here. So, the deck that we have here, uh, 
some things about it that other people maybe don't have all the time. Uh, I run two of Mana Burn. I run both Leroy and Lotheb. A lot of decks will pick just one. And I run two of Warglaze of Asenoth. So, on the right there, there are some tech choices that some I've seen some other decks play. You've got the Pirate Package with Patches and South Sea Deckhand. You've got Frozen Shadow Weaver, the 3-mana the three 4-3 three that freezes an enemy. You've got Blowtorch Saboteur, which is the 3-mana three 3-4 three that uh, makes your hero power cost 3. Your opponent's hero power cost 3, rather. And I've also seen, like... The, uh, the 2 1 Glacial Shard that freezes an enemy. So, what what version of the deck do you run, Jordan? Like, what, what kind of tech choices do you make? Different I do from your list. One mana burn, mana burn, rather. And I don't run two Crimson Sidorin. But leave mana burn. Which is just the ages replay deck, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I don't run Crimson Sigil Runner either. Uh, I disenchanted mine for the dust when it got nerfed, and I haven't bothered recrafting it. Experimenting with not running Overseer, but. Yeah. Card's good enough that when it sucks, kind of play it. And... Card's really bad in the mirror. Yeah, in the mirror, it just dies to your opponent's hero power, and you're sad about it, for sure. But that's a lot. Three drive. Yeah, that's that's a lot of the early game minions too, though. A lot of them have two health, which is why you run the beaming sidekick, right, to kind of mitigate that. But that's one way. Well, you kill the two drop, like two health, whatever thing, while you play. The weakest point of the second, I think, is there's no three drops you can play on curve. Yeah. I suppose the war blades helps with that, and sometimes you war blade duel. Yeah. I also think my version of the Caesar Runner helps with that because it has. You'll just have generally more options. Squeeze out like some ones instead of. Yeah. I'm definitely a fan of the first Shadow Weaver. It helps a lot in disco matchups. Yeah. Because it matchup, I think this deck has to win to be good. Because I don't really see it ever beating. And by not seeing it ever means it's unfavorable. Basically, the other. Like Warlock decks, right? Right. I don't think this deck beats Cube. Like, the Warlock would have to hit what? Three mana, four mana, three, four, and another demon, and then they win. Yeah. Either of the Taunt minions or even Melganus will yeah. we'll get you there most of the time. Uh, the other problem with playing against that deck is Defile kind of wrecks you pretty hard a lot of the time. Dark Skies wrecks you pretty hard a lot of the time. File, Dark Sky, even like some mixtures, Cobalt Librarian, Fellbolt, oftentimes just destroys your overseer for nothing because they're not a minion in play. Right. Rods of Priest, every time you play them, they just destroy you. They draw a penance. Rods of that The Rods of Priest matchup is winnable, but they have to draw. It's they have to draw bad. bad so. Be able to do some real light game stuff to really chip away. Yeah, if you can get down an early priest, 
if you can get down an early priestess and an early glaive bound and Lothab and yeah, if things stick, then you'll win. But that's a big if a lot of the time. So uh, we've talked a little bit about the mirror. So in the mirror, it's basically so uh, this deck is pretty linear. I would say you kind of just want your one drops with the beaming sidekick, and then like the like in your mulligan, sometimes you'll keep like an eye beam or a hench clan thug depending on the matchup. I'd say. Um, that's pretty much the mulligan, mulligan guide for everything. Um, maybe not keep... I-Beam is less good to keep against like pr your priest opponent because you want to have more of a presence. So you want to like keep things that hit face. But other than that, like... Sounds like you've done your research. <laughs> HSP has the top... Four mulligans has one drop, one drop, one drop, I beam. Yeah, and I beam is just there because it's so good in all of the other yeah, against incredible tempo. Yeah, it's good tempo and it's good against the other aggro decks because it lets you win the board back. It's a swing turn. Especially if you can pair it with some happy ghouls. It's strange to me that Lowly Squire and Battlefiend have different like cap percentages and different win mulligan win rate percentages. They're like literally the same cards. I guess Battlefiend is lower because you have to misplay for it to be worse. Yeah. They're both just the best card to keep, though, obviously. Yeah. Play. I, a lot of times, if I see a beaming sidekick, even if I don't have another one drop in my hand, I'll keep it. Um, but I'll, I won't normally tempo it out unless I absolutely have to. I, I just wait until there's a minion to play it on that's valuable. The nice thing about... Demon Hunter and the Hero Power costing one, is that if you don't have a good play on turn one, you can just smack them in the face for two. Like, obviously it's not the best tempo play, but it's still pretty good. It's still working towards your eventual goal. Yeah, having the Hero Power early as a turn is generally terrible, but not Demon Hunter. It's like the one deck it's okay in. Yeah. I guess Warlock. Yeah. Good deck. Tap early. For the most part, hero powers suck and you don't want to do them early. For the most part, hero powers are things you don't want to do, like at all, if you have better things you can do. Yes. With the exception of, like, Bach. Yeah. Bach, like, that, that's why Baku and Gen were so. That's why Baku and Gen were so hated, because it, like, when you have a hero power that your game plan revolves around. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, these games are extremely lin lin extremely linear because it doesn't matter what you draw. It's all about what you... Play minions and hit them with your hero power. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they got rotated early, which is the only time that's ever happened. Yeah, pretty much. They, really, they missed the mark. I wish they would have just removed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's an argument to be made for that, but... Your cesspool of a solved meta where you get one deck per class mostly. Yeah, if that. Rip Rogue, <laughs> Rip Druid. Kind of funnily enough, like, if without Beam, like, without Baku, most, like, wild Demon Hunter decks would look a lot like the standard ones. Like, there's what, like, four wild cards in this list? Five? Kind of low tip. It's like, you get rid of the Baku and suddenly you've, like, 
you're running just like standard demon hunter lists with like all demon hunter cards because demon hunter cards are good and there's no wild demon hunter cards yet right there's nine wild cards here lily squire i wasn't counting two of but yeah oh gotcha slowly hefty ghoul yep hench clan thug leroy lotheb yeah you leroy rip leroy <laughs> I'm sure standard second doesn't miss him. For a while. Yeah, and the second best deck on the H3 play for this class, Tempo Demon Hunter, which runs zero. Is Blazing Battle Mage wild? Mm, no, it's not standard. Dragon, Sons of Dragon. Huh? So yeah, the the, the next best and actually the highest Moonrite deck on. That seems strange. I know. Enough games. Yeah. It's because it doesn't have a lot of games played. The highest is still Demon Hunter on Demon Hunter, but it's a much less refined list because it's got much less games played. It runs Battle Fiend, Demon Tactic, Battle Mage, Firefly, and Lily Squire. And Sildis Swarmer. Oh. Uh, run Lothet for Leroy. Slithid Swarmer. Slithid Swarmer is a powerful card in Demon Hunter, but. I don't know. Yeah, another that three jab you can at least play on curve. I like that about. Yeah. Maybe there's something there. Maybe you want yeah, to cut your overseers one, for that. One's exactly zero wild card. It's like it's actually got a seventy five percent win rate, but it's only got three hundred games, so it can't really be trusted. Right. The version with one mana bind and two sigils that has 3,000 games is probably the best one, although a lot of that stuff might be coming pre-nerf. Which is why the new one is now getting games played. Which is cutting them. Actually, no, this version has it, too. I don't know. I don't... Every list on. Yeah, this deck is kind of strange. Like, it's got, like, 20 to 25 cards that are, like non-negotiable like if you're playing this deck it's almost certainly in there the only reason it's not in there is if you don't own it which happens but it's pretty so but like at the same time it's not like as hyper refined as something like secret mage right so like this deck you right. there's yeah. still it takes longer for wild decks to be hyper refined because there's less people sure the data comes in slower and everything sure but then when a deck like Rina Priest and Secret Mage lasts forever, it kind of just gets solved, and then just you play the same deck for a year. Yeah, or two. And you can tell that, like, why players like change, because, like, as soon as new cards come out, they, like, put them in their decks, but then eventually they just resort back to the old list because they're better. Right. Happened a bit. Best example was, like, Keyblock, where people were in that Demon 2-drop instead of the Inspired Merchants for a while. It was fun and exciting and still good enough, but everyone played it, and then eventually they just went back to expired versions because the card's broken. Yeah. And, I mean, that's really good in pretty much all of your control matchups because you want that extra board of demons or the extra board of death rattles. The extra two boards. Yeah. Well, it ends up... You end up netting one, right? I played Highlander Hunter against Q-Block, and I would have won except he faceless and expired merchant and got four. Oh, cool dance instead of three. And I dealt with three. It was impressive. I stick tracker is Zephyrus. Zephyrus shadow ruined once. Shadow ruined Zephyrus the second time. And then 
Zuljan the third time, and I couldn't do it the fourth. Gross. Also, I had like a half. I, I, I kind of dealt with like three and a half boards because I ripped a Deathwing aspect, whatever, off of my Extraza. So I almost got through four boards. Wow. But he just kept. But he has five because he also has Nazoth. So <laughs> you get through four Gudans and you lose the game because they just make so many. It's actually insane. Yeah, that's why um, Odd Warrior is so unfavored. When I was playing a bunch of Odd Warrior, I hated playing against Q Blocks because you can absolutely not win that matchup. There's just no way you can you, you can deal with like three ish boards. All two of them. You play your wrath, whatever one. But they have like the death rattles. So you have to have like I mean, you just take chip damage probably all game. Yeah, and then and like the problem would be solved if. Odd Warrior ran any silences, but the only silence available to Odd Warrior is the uh, Owl. You could also run the Silence of Demon, the 3-mana 4-3 Silence of Demon, but it's way less applicable, so it's probably worse. But I thought about it a few times. If I queued into more Warlock, I probably would have put it in. I, uh, on EU, I actually started crafting this list, this list, the Odd Demon Hunter list, because I you know, wanted to have a decent deck in there. So I, but I also made the decision at the same time that I was crafting this deck that I was going to craft every part of it golden as I could. So I'm still making this deck list on you, you said? Yeah. Crafting it golden? Yeah, so I'm disenchanting like every bad card there. It's not... Three golden legendaries. Yeah, so, so far, um... Four rares, or I mean four epics. A lot of commons in it. Yeah, and a lot of them... So I, the ones that I already had, I didn't go back and bother with crafting golden. I eventually will, but for, get, for now they're Overseer playable. Overseer Glaive Adept by just leveling up the class. Those are basic, right? Warp. And that's pretty good. And Warblades, yeah. And I think and I and I think I beam too. I beam's an epic. Yeah, but you get it still, right? That's part of no, the basic set. Oh, you don't get golden. You only get golden basics. That's an epic. Oh. That card costs mm. with the. Uh, Ashes of Ireland's card. But yeah, I oh no, it's an initiate, so you get it, but you don't get the golden one. Right. Okay, that's a good one. So I, I'm not running exactly this list. My list has Crimson Scissor Runner in it. Uh, like I, I'm going off of Get Me Off's version of it, but it's basically this list with a few changes. Um, I'm still missing for that deck. Golden Lotheb, or not Lotheb? That one doesn't run Lotheb. I'm missing Golden Leroy. Golden Metamorphosis and double Golden Warglaze. And then I have to like go back and craft some of those other cards golden that I had already, like Battlefiend and Consume Magic and Mana Burn and Warblades I'll get naturally, Ivium I have to craft. Satter I'll get naturally, Glade Pound I'll get naturally. And then I'll have it all. It's only all of the dust. All of the dust. But yeah, I, I mean, I've been playing with the suboptimal list because I'm being stubborn and trying to make a full golden deck in EU. Um, and I played that suboptimal list all the way to uh, Diamond 9 in like a couple hours. So that is to say, this deck is so obscenely powerful. You can play without things like with you can play without things like Leroy and Lotheb and Metamorphosis. And get a, and Warglaves and get away with it because it's just so good. The thing that sucks about how my deck is right now is that the only way I kill people is by smorking them down early and then playing a Priestess and hoping it sticks and kills them. So 
it's kind of iffy at times, but I mean, hey, it, whenever you can turn a good deck into a budget deck and still get wins with it, kind of as a good thing, right? I mean, yeah, it's generally Baku deck and Gen deck is weird. Cost friendly. Because once you have the one legendary required to make a hero power good, that can kind of just carry you. Yeah. In a lot of games, you can run some optimal cards. And that's kind of another reason why. So, like, like kind of going back to what I said earlier, if you have the upgraded hero power, either making it cheaper or making it better with Baku, it's like because the cards matter so much less because you're just hero powering every turn. It doesn't matter as much what cards are in them. If they're doing approximately the same thing, then you get away with it. So, like, in my budget version right now, that doesn't have all the cards, I'm running some extra one-drops. And turns out, one-drops smork people just as well as, like, have, like, one-drops early that stick smork just as well as, like, a one-time Leroy, right? It only takes three hits from a one-drop to equal a Leroy turn. Which is kind of a bad example, but like the point stands that like you can get away with it because you're hero powering it pretty much every turn. It just makes the game much more linear, which is why people don't like it, right? Because it's every game feels too much like the same game. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of funny. This deck has got gotten hit by quite a few nerfs already. Um, the first things that got nerfed were the I-beams, which happened so long ago, it's actually hard to remember. Um, oh, it, yeah, because it cost zero. It yeah, used to cost long. zero, yeah. That's like the first week of the game. Uh, being out. Yeah, so then that got changed to one. Um, got at the same time, was it? Uh, Skull, Skull of Gul'dan, which you used to be able to play in this deck, which was nuts. Oh, my gosh. Oh my. Yeah, so that used to cost five mana, and you could play it in this deck. So another, like that hurt the deck some. What? Hmm. Did you say? I guess it's pretty good. Would yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, five mana draw three. Got a lot of competition out. But yeah, five, still very good. Five mana draw three is good enough on its own, and if you play it without cast, then you hit anything worth it. Yeah. But I think this is the deck where, where it would be the <laughs> most decks where it's broken. But yeah, it's it's just good in this deck. It's just it's there not a lot like, of decks where yeah. You just lose to them. Like, that late in the game, no matter what you do, you're not going to win. But... Sure. But that's sometimes just the reload you need against your aggro opponent. And then... What else got nerfed? So... Um, uh, Battlefiend. Battlefiend, yep. That went from two man or two attack to one attack. Crimson Sigil Runner. Crimson Sigil Runner went from two attack to one attack. So that oh, one... Gotcha. Warblade, I think, was actually the first go round of nerfs as well. The Abim, B 2 3 did all Dreadfree Warblades get nerfed? Yeah, it used to be a 2-3. Oh yeah, I, I actually forgot about that one. That one was that was, that was, that was pretty uh that was pretty low impact compared to the rest of them. I mean that card's yeah, that card was very good. I'm um sure significant. We'd like you to probably play it on three, swing on four, and still swing on five for I have to imagine that was Yeah. Play it on three, play it with Henchclan here, power, attack. You still have it. I mean, you can still do that, you just don't need to attack on three. Right. Yeah, but those, I think those are the 
cards that we and nerfed. Priestess. Yeah, Priestess of Fury lost two health. Yeah. Which is more relevant than I thought it was going to be. Because oh, yeah, I originally it's thought that, like, I was originally in the camp of, well, she used to be taking able to run Altruis in this deck. <laughs> yeah, Alderus used to be in this deck, too. Alderus, the Alchemist used to be in this deck. Wasn't you probably ran and imprisoned Atheon in this deck, too, huh? Uh, some people were running it, but it wasn't like the. Sure. It wasn't like. Guaranteed to be, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't approved in a lot of streamer decks, but a lot of like people were playing oh, it. Yeah, it's very new. Yeah, when it I was. I think those new. are all the cards that have been there class. So. Nothing else is jumping out. <laughs> that being said, all of those cards have been nerfed, and this deck is still tier one, maybe tier two. But probably tier one. So this deck is just kind of busted, and I'm glad they've been hitting it with nerfs because I can't imagine, like, how it would be if all of those cards had not been nerfed already. I think the deck's a perfect level of busted for Wild. Yeah, it. it I mean, compared to the other stuff that's going on, compared to the other stuff that's going on, Odd Demon Hunter actually feels pretty kind. Pretty fair. Like it smorks you down, but if you're a control deck, you're equipped to prepare with for that. Most control decks can handle uh, Demon Hunter if they don't draw like ass. It's a better addition to the aggro world than just running patches in every deck. Yeah, patches kind of nerf slower things to cover because you couldn't keep them in checks. It's good that Disco Warlock in this are keeping slower decks in check to a degree. Right. Keeping him slightly less greedy. But I think the real thing that's killing slow decks right now is Quest Mage, but that's... I mean, because... any rank other than Legend, though. Yeah, I kind of noticed I that. I haven't played quest... a Quest Mage in my life. <laughs> Lucky they don't you. exist. Lucky you. I've not played against a Quest Mage in months. They just they don't exist. It's always secret. Yeah. Probably the 30 Mages I've played have been secret Mage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a lot more secret mates lately because it's the beginning of the month, but way more popular deck for sure. It's a lot cheaper, is the big thing, I think. Also, I think it was good before Quest Mage was, so more people probably have it made, and yeah, it's like their deck in wild potentially, or at least the current iteration Easier of Quest Mage. Because Quest Mage has been a, a while around for a while, but this iteration of Quest right. Mage has only been around for about a year. A bit of it's actually good, and not like the Anduin OTK or something. You mean Antonitis? Not Anduin, yes, Antonitis. So, if you had to pick like one play in this deck that isn't like super common, but that you like to do pretty often, like is there anything that like play? Yeah, so I've got one in mind, so I'll go first. It, I like, like the like... Metamorphosis for five, and then here, face for the sixth. Great, great. Should try sometime. Yeah, metamorphosis on curve. <laughs> uh, so what I'm talking about is, so in the odd demon hunter mirror match, most of the time, I will hold on to my battle fiend and moly squire in my hand until I've got a beaming sidekick or multiple threats to play down, so that he 
can't just hero power down my minion. So some sometimes I won't play my Battle Fiend and my Lowly Squire that I've been holding until like turn two or three when I can play it with a, like a beanie sidekick or two. Or mana burn. Or mana burn, yeah. Mana burn's powerful. Although, depending on the turn you do it, right? If you do it turn two, then it's really good. If you do Battle Fiend plus mana burn. Or mana burn. Battle Fiend hero power into there seems to be okay. It lets you then stick your own three job plus hero power the turn after. Yeah. I also like Lothabbing against, like, Quest Mage, or Mecha Thunlock, or Raza Priest, and just locking them out of the game for a turn. I, I Lothab's a great card. Never touch Lothab, or else I will riot. <laughs> Lothab just feels fair when you're playing it. Obviously, playing against it sucks, but, like, it's not like it. it's, like, the most disgusting card, and you can only run a lot of it. It's a legendary. It's supposed to be powerful. Although I, I do, I will say it's kind of interesting how Lothab is. But yeah, I will say it's kind of interesting how Lothab is one of those cards that seems to fit better in aggro decks, even though the effect is just in power, is powerful in control decks. More powerful in aggro because you have a board to protect most of the time, right? Yeah. And more like other matchups, you only use it to stop combos. So you don't die. But then you also have to kill them so they can't just wait a turn. And then so it's hard to time correctly. Whereas in Lord Aggro decks, you can just play it on five and it's probably good enough. Right. All right. Uh, any closing thoughts on this deck? Anything else you want to say about uh, Demon Hunter? You know. As far as it being a brain dead aggro deck, that all games are the same. It does have some unique, fun experiences that Demon Hunter provides that other decks haven't. So I gotta give them props for that. like what specifically Mana being a good example. Mana burn. A lot of people hate. There's not a lot of classes where you can play weapon that attacks toys in the same turn. Yeah. It's also kind of an interaction where you attack Warglaives, someone's minion, and then it like breaks pure power and still attack their face power afterwards. Right. Priest of Fury kind of feels different than most other cards. I mean, Metamorphosis is just a very unique card, right? Yeah. Not a lot of cards that you hear power twice. Obviously, there are a few, but changing it and having it change back is very interesting. I think they kind of learned their lesson from like cards like Raza and Anduin and like the hero cards and stuff. I think that's the direction they'll try to take it. Like, I don't know how many more hero cards we'll get. Um,. I think they've realized they're much more balanced now. Sure, I think they I think they've realized that hero powers that you can rely on and that are like super busted are not healthy for the state of the game. Yeah, hero powers need to be generally pretty bad, but can be sometimes worth doing. Yeah, it's impressive how well they did at designing the first night. The like. Power creep hasn't made them awful. They're also kind of like okay. The first nine hero powers, yeah. I I'd agree with that. Warlocks is still way better than all the others, but like. Fair. Yeah. All right, so I think we're done talking about Odd Demon Hunter. So we're gonna wrap up this podcast here. Um. 
so um, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at vapod1 underscore hs. Vapod is spelled V-A-A-P-A-D. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Vapod1 and at on Twitch at Vapod1. Come and check out the newest sub-emote. Should be live here in about a day or so. We got the Vapod1 Big Brain. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for it. And, uh, yeah, those are my plugs. Hey, where can they find you, Jordan? Uh, Jordan MGS on Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, no Twitch. I mean, I'm Jordan MG on Twitch, but I don't stream. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so to close this podcast, as we always say, if you see a people's champ, buy a people's champ. Thanks for watching, everyone.